when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet, and welcome to another episode in Waypoint Radio's Holiday Extravaganza. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Ricardo Contreras. Yo. Gita Jackson. Hi, I'm Gita. Rob Zachney. <laughs> hello, hello. And Patrick Klepek. What kind of tea, uh, y'all? Got? Yeah, what's Not your, a tea what you, person, what but I'm curious what, uh, what, what, you, what you went for. I have uh, just some, some very average bag tea, constant comment. It mm. just smells so nice. It's a uh, black tea with an orange rind, essentially. It's not very fancy, but it smells very, very good. And mm, it's nice to drink it without anything in it, too. I like that. Nice. Rob? I'm just having an English breakfast. An, an English breakfast tea here at 4.18 p.m. Uh, I've got that Baja Blast tea. Wait, Kato. Uh, so this won't make, um, I don't know what's on the pod, what's off the pod, what order the pods are, but what Taco Bell did you eat? I got my did order, which is like, gradita, dia, it's crunch, my order from yeah. Taco Bell is a bad order. It is a shameful okay. order. I feel Tell shame every time you, I when eat I asked, it. As when opposed I asked, to all those honorable. This was my go-to stoner taco. food from high school up until maybe like a year ago when I stopped being able to eat most of the things that they sell at Taco Bell. So I yeah. really want to know what your order is right now. Well, I, just, I knew it's I was bad. onto something when I when I asked it and you paused for just a little yeah, bit Next time, Kato, you just have to say it. Kato got say six chalupas. Straightforward. Like it's nothing. No one would blink. <laughs> no, I, I would have because I don't eat Taco Bell, so I would have right. been just like, "Oh, right. sure, yeah, that's Taco so Bell." It's a don't sigh, just it's a, deliver. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a gordita uh, crunch, right? So mm. with a uh, okay. nacho Doritos Locos taco as the crunchy taco in that in that cheesy gordita, uh, oh. the crunch wrap supreme and a burrito supreme. Uh, with a some form of Mountain Dew like Baja Blast. Yeah, Why did you I've, see so that far, was a bad uh, order? I That's still like respect a you. It's order. too much food. Yeah, I won't need to eat okay. again until well, like yeah. 2 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> like It is <laughs> currently 4.20. What up? <laughs> the burrito was possibly unnecessary, but I respect it. My okay. order is almost the same. I'm cheesy gordita crunch with beans instead of the meat. Crunchwrap Supreme, ditto the, with the, the beans for meat. And then just a bean burrito. Yeah, oh, I just like cheesy taste. toasted breakfast burrito looks amazing. This is not oh, the podcast shit. we're doing. Okay. We're doing <laughs> a podcast idea submitted to us by one Gita Jackson, mm-hmm. who we we were like, we got to figure out a game to play. We got to figure out some sort of conversational, you know, uh, icebreaker, something, something to to have us have a little fun. And what did you come up with? Never have I ever. Um, I just 
really, really, this is a, a game I have played with and without alcohol, but was for a time my favorite drinking game. Um, and I like it so much because it invites conversations where people have about uh, about why they've had certain experiences or why something that is ubiquitous uh, has just never happened to them. Uh, so yeah, if we were playing like say, a normal game of Never Have I Ever, I could yeah. say something like, never have I ever had a uh, relative in my immediate family who's voted for Trump. And sure. anyone else who's had that in their life would have to put a finger down or just indicate to me that that has happened to them. Never and, have know. I ever insert Kato's Taco Bell order. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so the what I will say is we mostly got people who submitted interesting things that probably haven't happened to us, but we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, there's also certain trends that appeared, so it's almost like um, a thing I like about what ended up happening is enough stories overlapped in certain ways where it's almost like the viewers or the listeners, not the viewers, the listeners are playing <laughs> along with us because mm-hmm. certain people have stories about times similar things happened to them even though they didn't actually mean to collaborate together. So there's some fun stuff that'll appear as we go through. Oh, I'm excited. This list. Um, so let me kind of kick out, kick it off here with James who says. Uh, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put words in people's mouths here because I had to summarize a lot of their stories into a never have have I ever uh, claim. So mm. never have I ever. Uh, I guess this is the case. This is the opposite. This is this is actually wrong. This is a story. Hmm. I, I can actually say this is true. Never have I Austin ever had my parents <laughs> call a game company on my behalf. That's fucking incredible. I have to hear this story. <laughs> what? James says, when I was five, I loved playing Chow Garden in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for the GameCube. There was one specific Chow that I spent weeks training and grew an attachment to. The problem, I accidentally deleted him out of the game somehow. Oh, no. As a result, I had a meltdown as a five-year-old, or as five-year-olds do, and made my parents call Sega of America to try <laughs> to get them to retrieve the Chow. It didn't work. Pretty sure I'm the only one who's ever melted down over a chow that extreme. Anyone I else? Know. I just Th- think that's lovely, though. Like, I know yeah. relationships yeah. with parents are complicated, but shout out to your mom. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Okay. So, uh, when <laughs> so I have like stories, I have stories in this that go multiple directions. I'll start with the one that is closest multiple. to the, the premise of the, of the, yeah. Well, I've been writing about games since I was like, yeah, 12, sure. 13. Right. So right. Uh, I felt a lot involved in game companies that involved my parents. Um, and uh, so the one that's most directly like this is when we got uh, Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo. It was like one of those anticipated games in this household. Like Turtles were so big with us. Like, you know, we were like <laughs> just past Ghostbusters. So Ghostbusters kind of happened. But like we were there for the full arc of Turtles. Um you know, watching that first movie and being able to say, damn, with Raphael was yeah. like a seminal moment. I was like, I get to swear because he did yeah. it in the movie and it's a turtle's Hell movie. Yeah. <laughs> so movie that, game com- that game comes home um, and we had played it in, in the arcade but never beaten it because we never had enough quarters to do it. And so it was like a big moment when it comes home. Well, it turns out it's an arcade game. And when you bring that home, that arcade game is like an hour. Yeah. Like 90 minutes or whatever um, when you have unlimited continues. Yeah. And we beat it. Told my mom we beat it. And we didn't rent it. Like, she was like, this is such a big deal. We, we didn't buy games when I was a kid. Right. Like, we we rented them and then yeah. rented them again if you mm-hmm. wanted to play it again. It just yeah. – those cartridges, you know, I get people complaining about $70 games. But, like, that was the norm. Like, some games were 80 or $90. And it was just like my parents could not afford that and would not afford that. And so mm-hmm. we beat that. My mom is 
fucking furious. She's like, what do you mean you beat the game in an hour and a half? Like, this was supposed <laughs> to be, like, the next two months was, yeah. was this game. And... I don't know who she called. I'm sure she just flipped through the back and like whatever the customer service call, it was probably I don't think it was Konami. It was probably Nintendo. But I remember her calling and just just being furious that we beat it so fast was essentially Incredible. all I sort of surmised from the call. And they must have had a, a a playbook for a call like that, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I would I would ima- I would imagine I would be curious what it what it was. Um, but uh, yeah, there was no resolution. You know, they can't. There was no. Uh, will refund you right you know you you couldn't return games yeah. back there are no refund systems back then to like f- usually with physical games like you you had it and you it's brought yours. it home and yeah. unless that shit's broken like it, that's just it um, am i misremembering so a small that. window of time where you could and then all of a sudden everyone had to implement yeah, if it's opened you can't anymore yes because i feel like everyone was EB doing absolutely it a had a system eb yeah. had a system that they accepted returns within like a week or something. Right. right. And so yeah. I absolutely had friends who would buy a game, beat it, you return know, it, buy a game, beat it, return it. I have so many memories of just going back to EB games and not really knowing why. And I feel like, you know, <laughs> as a child, because my older yeah. brother right. was the one that was yeah. buying games, like buying yeah. physical copies of games. I was the one renting shit because my parents were like, you're a child and we don't know whether that's expensive hobby is something permanent or not, which fair enough to my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, my older brother, <laughs> like, I, I would just always be like on that mall trip and, and be like, but we hate this store. And he was just like, I mean, yeah, but we're here again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, let me just, so, so the short version of the other version of that story is yeah. that uh, there was a time when I first started getting contacted by PR people. And uh, I believe it was Sega. Sega called my house, one phone number, just the house phone. Um, and my mom picks up the phone and there was very clearly an older woman asking to speak with me. Um, and she did not hand the phone to me. She instead quizzed this uh, of this woman who was just a totally oh nice PR person. She's like, why the fuck are you calling a child? What? Who are you? Like, why do you? And like, well, have you seen the movie <laughs> Big? Oh, my God. <laughs> and we got there. It was all good. My mom, my mom then picked up another phone in the house and listened to the conversation. Wow. Fair, responsible yeah, thing you know? to do. Man, what the parents should have done. Remember how sometimes you'd be on the phone and you'd like hear, like, I think there's an open line on this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it was like realizing the Stasi Rondi or something like that, where it's like, <laughs> Were you guys did ever, I hear a click? I mean, I feel like this was mostly a middle school girl thing when cell phones and like private lines started being a real thing in the yep. you know, early 2000s. But the three way call bullying, awful. Just awful. What? Absolutely wait, been on phone wait, calls with people that I now three way calls. I never had, so I never did the oh, private yeah, lines. Sure. So always this like... in Mean Girls in such frightening accuracy. Ooh. It's like a documentary oh, right. that portion of the movie. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. should happen to girls, where like I would absolutely be talking to someone, assuming that we were the only person having right. a, a, a part of the phone call. Then I'd hear someone snicker, and I would be like, "I am bullied right now." That's <laughs> brutal. That yeah. sucks. I had a line in my in my room. I mostly used it to play virtual on online because you could Holy do phone shit. based what computer to computer calls. Yeah, that rocks. Uh-huh. That fucking yeah. rocks, dude. It was weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, the next one. Uh, someone want to read this one? Jack. Jack has uh, seen this, so it has to be someone who hasn't. I have not. Can, okay. So never have I ever seen a unique glitch in a game. When I was a kid, I was playing Sonic Adventure 2 
Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on GameCube. On GameCube again, back to back emails. <laughs> Wait, what is I happening swear here? to God. Well, I was like, wow. I, Rob, I thought I was, I was losing like, I saw my mind. I, I was came like, up twice in a row. In a row in like some of the first ones that came in. I was like, if we get a third one of these, I'm quitting. This is yep. a sign. I'm quitting it, to become a Sonic Adventure 2 Battle Pro. <laughs> it's like what's weird is, until today... I had never heard of this game. <laughs> Are no we sure way. this existed before this podcast? What? Yes, no, this is no, a yes. part of this game. Okay. And in the first level, City Escape, I did something that made yeah. the skateboard stick to Sonic's feet even after that seven was supposed to be over. Ooh. I've never seen this glitch online and could never replicate it. Yeah, this has never happened to me either. I never only run into glitches that are the the big the big boy glitches. And that I feel everybody like knows. Yeah. Like I didn't even manage to get the Sims with their pee, peeing fire glitch when that Ooh. was happening. That was a great glitch. That was probably something that the Sims developers left in for testing um, yeah. and then forgot to take out. Just like, oh, this Sim is peeing fire. I guess there's a bug still in this game. But um, they, they, I really wish they hadn't removed it. <laughs> it rocked. Just occasionally your Sims would pee fire. Go ahead. No, no, so uh, else, go ahead. I was gonna, I was just gonna say I feel like this is a type of story that is quickly becoming rarer and rarer just because everyone can share everything now, right? Like I feel like yeah. this was more likely to happen to any of us younger because there was less people uploading every little right. glitch you that happens in the game. You would immediately be like, yeah, when the when the pirate ship lifted out of the ocean for me in uh, uh, what do you call it, Assassin's Creed uh, Origin, I posted it online and someone else was like, yeah, me too. Here it is. This is the <laughs> right. same fucking thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, concurrently with Jason Stryer finding tiny trees all over Cyberpunk, I oh, saw another so person funny. posting a video of tiny trees everywhere in right, Cyberpunk. Right. So, yeah, there was one. There was one that someone wrote in for this. That is, it is. It's the thing of like this is a famous glitch, but it's the sort of famous glitch that never happens, and they got it. And I'm so I'm gonna read that right. one. It's from further down in the list. Jay wrote in and said, uh, "This isn't strictly something that's happened to no one else, but as I understand it, it's an extremely rare occurrence, especially in casual play." Story takes place several years ago, but by uh, by now, but it's stuck with me. I've been a huge Chrono Trigger fan uh, since the first time I played the game, and it's one of the games I've spent the most amount of time playing over the years. So I so I I had long felt that I'd seen everything after getting all the endings, doing all the optional quests. I replayed the game often usually starting a new game plus file from whenever I'd finished the last time. My new quest became getting all of my characters to max levels and stats just so I could stay in the world a bit longer. I knew all the little tricks and manipulations to get the optimum equipment, and I knew which enemies dropped single-use stat improvement items. Uh, uh, I decided to hit level 99 in part by beating an endgame dungeon which can be completed multiple times. The dungeon is difficult in a regular uh, new game playthrough, but after multiple new game pluses, the enemies were a breeze allowing me to rack up EXP and stat improvement items. After I finished a battle waiting to see if an enemy had dropped one of the stat increase items I expected, I instead heard the enemy dropped an item sound accompanied by a garbled text box. I was confused for a moment, but then I realized what had happened. I'd finally gotten the Wolf Lobe Sword. I've included the link which describes the glitch in a bit more detail, shoutouts to Chrono Compendium, but basically what happens is that instead of an item an enemy the enemy should drop, the game will give you the first four swords for Chrono at the same time. A screenshot at the link will show the garbled display vaguely seemed, that vaguely seems to read a wolf lobe, which gives the glitch its name. It was wild to finally see uh, in my own original cartridge and hardware, and it sort of felt like one of those early internet rumors, and like every other popular game at the time, Chrono Trigger had plenty of them surrounding it but the wolf lobe sword is real kind of and i'm going to share the image because it does it sort of says wolf lobe but that doesn't it doesn't show really how cursed it looks (laughs) um (laughs) 
because it's oh, like boy. It's like the uh, bee is not a bee. The bee is like a garbled. Mm-hmm. I, like, this is like you need to you, like there's a dust in the, the cartridge. <laughs> yes. in it. Yeah. It's almost yes. as Algo. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. 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 It's almost as Algo. If you know what a Zalgo <laughs> text is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what's amazing is like, could you imagine this happening to you in real life where you're like, you know, the image that we that we show is from the Gato fight, which is one of the earlier boss fight or not even a boss fight. It's an early encounter. Could you imagine getting it? from an early encounter and being like, yeah, I, I got all four, I got four swords, four early game swords right away. And everyone <laughs> at school would call you a, come, like a piece of shit liar. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's, it's Monday. Yeah. We can't come over to the weekend and check it, you asshole. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's did so funny. Anyone, speaking of that, did anyone seriously never do this next thing? Wait, wait, wait which one? Wait, which where are is? you at? Are you back up at the top? Looking at Mike. Yeah, I, um, I must have done it. No, but you, I, you can't I can remember do this for one. Sure. I can do, you can this, do this one. Gita, I can Gita, do go this ahead. one. You're, Never you're have honest. I ever spun a BS tale about a game. I have very, very good memories of other people doing this, but uh-huh. like, like I am the character in Knives Out that's afraid of lying <laughs> that will vomit <laughs> if I lie. Like I, I, I was so. I mean, as a kid, honestly, I was so concerned that people would find out that I lied about things sure. that I was forced to be honest. Uh, just on a hypothetical, essentially, <laughs> like a hypothetical fear of embarrassment. Um, as an adult, I mean, I lied to my parents all the time. No fear about that. But lying to <laughs> friends and acquaintances, all the fears about that. So no I never, One never fear. tried to make up stories about how much I liked games. Like especially also because uh, girls, when they t- talk about liking games, everything they say is going is going to be downplayed regardless. So if you make up something about how good you are, you're going to be called a poser even more so. You know, like people are people. When I was like a person of the age making up BS tales about games. Anyway, well, Mike ha- wrote in as a, I probably should have read their blurb, but Mike <laughs> wrote, have you ever told a bullshit story about a video game when you were a kid? Stories like my uncle who works at Nintendo said, or how you caught Sonic and Pokemon, but the stage deleted itself. And like, no, I just, I knew that I would be shit tested <laughs> by my peers so much more harshly if I did I did not. this constantly. <laughs> I <laughs> knew <laughs> it! I knew it! So the my, thing is, Sometimes true anecdotes are a little boring, and you have to give them a little garnish of embellishment. Oh, you, oh, you were just a fucking storyteller. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> a script so, keeper please. over here. <laughs> a thing that, like, I would hold forth about my various uh, my various accomplishments and uh, adventures in the TIE Fighter games. And one of the recurring features of that uh, of, of that stories of, uh, of that series of stories uh, I told in seventh grade at lunchtime was that uh, all my achievements were eventually stolen by Delta Squadron, which is usually in the Tie Fighter games. Uh, Beta and Delta Squadrons show up as NPC squadrons, usually of like bombers. And such. Uh, TIE Interceptor Squadrons tend to be like IOTA and ADA squadrons. Uh, Alpha Squadron tends to be your TIE Fighters. Uh, That's just generally how it goes. Mm -hmm. And so I would like tell stories about like all the various like feats of fighter pilot uh, daring do uh, that I would (laughs) perform. And then how the kills, because remember TIE Fighter, I think TIE Fighter operated this way. I know for sure X-Wing did. It was a last hit system. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to rack up, because the game tracked all your kills, if you wanted to say, I killed a Star Destroyer, you had to get the very last hit 
on that Star Destroyer that caused it to be destroyed. Usually in missions, this was hard to do because they were under fire from other capital ships. They were getting blasted by bombers. But I would spin stories about, like, I would have had a kill on, you know, ISD or a Victory Star Destroyer or a frigate. But sadly, yet again, Delta Squadron swept in. And at the last minute, overdue as always, they delivered the volley of missiles that I've been waiting the entire mission for. But only after I'd done all the hard work of killing them uh, did that happen. Now, there's a grain of truth. That this. made it personal for me. <laughs> the, the grain of truth was. This shit kind of did happen all the time uh-huh. in TIE Fighter, but I just created a narrative arc where, like, it's always the same squadron. The answer is no, it wasn't. It was always, like, some fucking NPC, like, pilot, like, just showed up and, and did some shit. But you were telling us, you're like, and those motherfuckers showed up again! Yes! And that latter yeah. thing is a story. That like that is what makes it a story that people wanted to hear. I don't know why, but it just is. And so I was like, people seem to enjoy this and they think it's funny, so I will do this. Can I tell my quick, very short story? My favorite version, my favorite time a child lied to me when I was a child about a game. Oh, yes. Uh, Pokemon, the card game, and we were all very into it in the fourth grade. Mm. And there was this kid who was kind of unpopular because he like, I mean, he he sucked on the end of his shirt, which is always a sign that that, mm. kid's, that kid's not very popular. Uh, but he was trying to impress everyone by saying that he had a Charizard card. Not only did he have a Charizard card, mm. he had four of them. He had four Charizards. Wow. And we all knew right away that motherfucker was lying to us. We're like, <laughs> okay, Jared, show us your fucking Charizards, Jared. Where are the Charizards? We How all got our decks out, Jared. Where are Very they? And rare. he was like, no, 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 Charizard no. Charizard is so like sorry. an early, They're super so, rare. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of the, it was at the time one of the rarest cards. It, it would be remarkable. So to he have had to one. be like, I have four. He couldn't he, just yeah, be. Yeah, to like, have four is just like unfarious. Come on. That's the yeah. tournament legal uh, no, limit no, no. to ha- amount of Charizards you could put in a deck. Therefore, you needed four Amazing. to be a real player. Wow, I see. Amazing. Gotcha. Oh, we, we asked him to bring his Charizards to class just for uh-huh. us to see. We weren't going to steal them. We just wanted to see that none of us had seen a Charizard card either. So, personal Damn. curiosity there in case he's telling the truth. But he told us that he couldn't bring them in because they were so valuable that he's put them in a, a locked safe that it was located in the center of the earth. Okay. Right, I was, well, was going to say, uh, when you Darius, said locked safe, I was like, you know what? Honestly, I kind of believe Darius. that part. And then the second part. You almost <laughs> you had us in the, the first half. half. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like. I was like, okay, it would be the safe deposit box would be yeah. where I stopped believing this. I was like, Darius, that's a little rich, don't you think? Yeah. You're but sad. he has some sort of Dr. Evil, like, fucking, like, elevator to the Earth's core where it's like, yeah, my dad's in a, 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 a lockbox in the center of the Earth. Is enough science class to know that you can't go to the center of the Earth. <laughs> like, that was yeah. enough. Uh-huh. Science lessons for us to be like, it's molten lava in there. Like, how are you doing that, dude? God. I mean, Ninja Turtles teaches you that you can't just put shit in the center of the earth. <laughs> yeah. You need like a technodrome. Exactly. Uh-huh. If you told me I had a technodrome, different story. Yeah, yeah. different story. <laughs> we got a few of this next one. Um, does someone, does anyone, has anyone done this thing? Uh, and and I, I guess oh, it's like, yeah. it's maybe a little bit broader than the first one here is. I've done it. So I, I, I can't think of the specific time when I've done it, but I would say I've probably done this this year and I just don't remember it. You might have to skim this, this story too. to know to know what it is. And if none of us have, if, if uh, we've all done it in some way, yeah. and in fact, I can think of, I almost oh, can hear Patrick uh, saying he's done it in my mind. Well, okay. 
Sort of. All right. So I, I okay. you'll read it. Uh, okay. Um, John says, uh, I was playing Final Fantasy 13 on Xbox 360 that I rented from Gamefly. I made it to what I believe was the final boss. I beat its final form, or first form, and revealed its true form, and it cast a spell called Doom. <laughs> Two seconds later, my Xbox shut down, and upon restarting, I was greeted with the red ring of death. I returned the game before getting a new Xbox 360. I surrendered to the power of Doom. And to um, that, I basically said, never have I ever accepted a failure as an alternate game ending. And basically just been well, like, I guess that's the end of my fucking game. I guess that's it. I lost to Doom. Right. See, I haven't done that, but the the closest I can think of is, again, we didn't buy games when I was growing up, and so we rented them. And when I got into JRPGs, mm. it was always a crapshoot because <laughs> games games were saved to the cartridge. They weren't saved to your machine. And it wasn't until the PS1 era that you could have a memory card that was independent of the the game. So if you were buy, you know buying a game that saved progress that wasn't password dependent, you were you just you were handing your save back to the store and whoever got that cartridge next. And that's one of the places there was a limit. You couldn't just like come back, rent Final Fantasy three again and uh, like just keep looping the system like you're at a library. Right, you had to right. like you could come back like a day later. They're like, just come back tomorrow. Like, just give someone else a chance to get it. Um, and so I was like slowly chipping my way through Final Fantasy uh, uh, th- uh, six and made it to the you know the second half of the game towards the end when you go to the city in the sky um, and had to return it. Uh, and when I got the game back, the save was overwritten. So it was like, you know, 45, 50 hours or whatever. Just poof. Yeah. Um, I've never done it. I've never gone back. Never. I, I That was like the second time I lost a save in that kind of fashion. That was the most dramatic. Yeah. But I was just like, that's it. I guess I made it to the end. I wanted to fight Kefka and it just wasn't just wasn't going to happen. And so uh, I've just never seen the, the true ending of Final Fantasy. You, okay. So, I, we, this has come up before and people are going to yell yeah. at me if, if I don't ask this. Have you seen – you've seen the back half of the game though. Yeah. Yes. Where it's the other world. So when you, so when I when you've made this illusion before, okay. I was like, <laughs> people have been confused and about people, this. Like I, I have seen the second the world of doom. Yeah, okay. Like, a lot of people think <laughs> yeah. you've not seen the world of doom. No, 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 and no, no, that you no, Thought no, that you were no. about to beat the game. No, okay. no, no, no. This, this is as clear is, as, this as is, possible. I have fucking suplexed a train back the fuck right. off. Um, <laughs> Patrick Clever defending need his that sentence card. on a soundboard. Yeah. Just that sentence. <laughs> you don't do that to the world of doom. So no. The, uh, the, the, you know, I've definitely quit games when they've crashed. But like, I guess that's it. I'm done with that game. But the thing that comes to mind for me is actually Red Dead Redemption 2, which is I got to that cool big city, uh, San, San Denis. Uh, yeah. and I was like, I like it here. The end. <laughs> like, and then that's it. <laughs> like, I liked it there. I didn't want to keep playing. Like, I was yep. kind of at the end of my rope with that game anyway. I really <laughs> like that city. I don't want to stay in that. I don't want to leave that city. What if this is Arthur Morgan retired in San Denis? <laughs> you know, became, I don't Amazing. know, some sort he's of. Just like, a right he's vibing right now. He's vibing. He's just fucking vibing. Fake. Did you sit him down somewhere? Like, did you get him comfortable? Or was it just a heart? Like, was there a role play aspect? You know what like, I mean? Hey. Uh, like come come up go saddle up at the bar yeah get a drink and then like close application yeah 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 you fucking roll credits you know what I mean turns and starts telling his story to somebody else the fucking end yeah I remember uh, when I played the outer um the outer worlds uh-huh. uh I got that bug for um the the asexual character that everyone loves the fan favorite character yeah, that right. Patrick wrote that article about um. I got the bug that meant that you can you can complete her quest, but the game will act as if she's died. And I, I finished had that with that another game. dude. Oh. 
I finished the game and I loved her quest so much. And all I wanted was to see the little description of like what mm-hmm. happened to her. And I didn't see it. And then after release, I contemplated for a moment, will I replay this game now with a new save just to correct this? No, absolutely no. the fuck not. <laughs> like, I had, I I'm going to go to this wiki right now because someone has beat this game day one and I'm going to look up what that ending is. <laughs> like, yeah. I had that happen with another character in that game, but I didn't know that bug existed. And so when it got to that person's thing and it was like, well, and as for them, the Wanderer clearly didn't care enough about them to keep them alive. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I didn't like him that much, but he was around. I, he's yeah. in my ship right now. God. Yeah. Tight. Can I read this next one? Just yes, it, please. Like, I think mean, this is all in the same theme, but I just yes. love Dylan's story. It's I so never good. finished Star Fox 64 because in an early mission, Slippy is shot down, necessitating a later rescue mission. But I was six years old and assumed <laughs> I had failed to protect him and was traumatized by his apparent death and refused to continue playing out of fear that I would kill more of my cool animal oh, friends. Yeah, Dylan, that's some real anxiety oh. hours up in here. <laughs> Arthur Morgan so turns to the left to share his stories and there's Star Fox, Fox McCloud sipping back a whiskey, thinking of his dear friend Slippy. <laughs> like, I got, I I got stories of my again. own, Mark Morgan. Wow. Yeah, I never got in the cockpit again. Exactly. <laughs> there's a third one of say, these here. Yeah, this oh, is yeah, another amazing You can save Slippy, Slippy right? Yeah. yeah. For oh, stalling absolutely. that entire mission where you, you rescue him? Yes, you well, go, it just, you do, it's a just, different, there's a different, uh, like, critical path, like, multiple right. paths, it's the whole thing of that game, right? And there's definitely yeah, yeah. a way to avoid that, just, like, by going on a different path, but I believe you can also just, like, it it just changes a little bit of the boss fight, where, like, instead of the boss holding a ship in its hand, it's just, like, a boss. Like, if you if you that lost Zippy, right. it's, yeah. like, holding Z- the Slippy in its hand. Slippy, please. Slippy, Zippy. <laughs> Hey, I'm a frog. <laughs> I hey. zip, I slip, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that like voice is. Great was. Slippy <laughs> yeah, thank impersonation. You. That's, that's what Slippy. No, that's Zippy. That's Zippy. That's what Zippy sounds that, oh, like. Oh, sorry, that's Zippy. That's what Zippy sounds like. <laughs> Slippy's cousin from the Bronx. <laughs> um, can I get this last one here from Tina Patrick, maybe? This seems like a this seems like a you thing. That's a very good. Uh okay. Uh, Tina writes, I imported Demon Souls for PS3 and received it the same week of the announcement of it coming to the US. Then I proceeded to play it with the assumption I was supposed to win my fight against the first boss in the tutorial, no less. Every time I died to Vanguard, I'd impatiently restart, oh, my heart, <laughs> impatiently restart the game to try again. I did this for about 20 minutes until I quit and then went to bed wondering why it was so terrible at games, my heart. I had no idea you were supposed to die and after I found out everyone back to the game, I was embarrassed, <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, so out of, oh. I'm curious, what happens if you're just like fucking crushing it and like Vanguard can't kill you? Can beat, you can beat him. Okay, what happens then? Uh, you go a little bit further, and then uh, one of the dragons in the game just auto kills you. Like the game just gates you back to the nexus. Um, if you do that, Austin, do you know if if it uh, shows up boss later? Shows up in World Four. It must. I, it must. It must, right? Because it doesn't get a boss uh, meter in. Voice. No, but it does have a unique soul, so I don't know if you get that soul. That's a good question. Mm. It does drop the It does drop the unique soul. Hmm. Hmm. So look into it. Anyway, Dan, that this, game was good. This um, next one, I don't know if anyone what? has never done it, 
Right? Like, did did Kirk Hamilton send in this question? It was Kirk Hamilton, <laughs> aka Fluzy. UI is trash. Um, <laughs> all UI is a failure of imagination <laughs> to imagine a world without it. Never also have I ever sullied my yeah. screen with a mini map. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. It's <laughs> uh, more so about the UI this, elements you this. don't see. Well, we should read it. <laughs> I have done this with with one particular playthrough of a game, but only sort of and not really. Which is, remember I did that permadeath run of Zelda. Never ever have I used uh, fast travel. Floozy writes, I have never used flash tra- fast travel in any of my video games. I value immersion over most other aspects of the game. Uh, not using fast travel makes the world feel so much more connected. And in the time that it takes me to travel between spaces, it gives me moments to reflect on events in the game itself, both recent and past. Time to appreciate the world design and just be in the moment. So I did that with that Breath of the Wild uh, uh, Breath of the Wild um, permadeath run where I think it was that I forget, eventually I think it was I wasn't allowed to fast travel at all or I could only fast travel once I went to a shrine I couldn't fast travel I had to like get to a fast travel I had to get to like a subway stop basically um, and that was really hard because that game is great I love exploring that world but fast travel is very useful in it <laughs> yeah. uh, and so and so yeah this- I can't think of a time this would have been true, actually, for me until Cyberpunk, pretty much. Like, I think maybe, huh. like, like genuinely, I basically never fast-traveled in any Elder Scrolls, never, like, Assassin's Creed basically wouldn't do it, um, which are certainly not. Uh, you always got to ride across Velen and see some certainly shit. Certainly not. Um, but, like, Cyberpunk, I was kind of like, here's the way, here's one way in which Night City is convincing. There are places you have to go where you're like, I do not want to deal with that. I like, I just do not want to deal with the traffic. Don't want to deal with the I, fucking traffic. I, you have to, look, LA you have to traffic. Get interchange and get on that bridge. And if you miss your exit, you end up in a you end up in fucking Pacifica, and then you just got to drive all the way down to the fucking ocean, <laughs> loop back, drive back up north. And like I was like, you know, or I could just take the bus. Damn, I love that. And actually, no, but but in Cyberpunk. The thing they do is you're taking mass transit. And I was like, this doesn't feel immersion breaking for me. It just feels like, okay, I stand at this bus stop and I'm whisked to a different bus stop. And I was like, that that's good. In fact, that's my, my Morrowind thing. The Morrowind had very similar <clears throat> in-game fast travel. You can't just open a map and do it. You had to go to one of the big bug buses. The silt striders would carry you around. It doesn't actually do it. You just kind of stand next to it, talk to the driver, and the driver says, where do you want to go? And then they take you where, wherever you want to go. Um, uh, but there are also the, one of the coolest things, like if you join the Mages Guild, well, guess what? The Mages will have teleportation circles from their various mm. guild HQs around around uh, Morrowind or around or Vordenfall, the, the name of the little island you're on. Um, but they're like d- in different cities and different places. And so it's like joining that guild gives you a bus pass to get to different places. And it feels great. All of the different like overlapping fast travel systems, there's boats also all have different routes. And so like it does a, it does a really good job of, of making it feel as if the fast travel is diegetic and like built into the world. I love that. Morrowind's a good game. Um, does someone want to read this this one from or or is this true for anyone? Has anyone has anyone done I guess the way this I one's phrased is not done it. Nearly identical thing to this person oh at God. a nearly identical age to a game oh, well, that is you have very to read similar. It. <laughs> yeah. I, I it's not a never have I ever, so well, I can't say that. Done. But I've I have yeah. absolutely beaten a game through brute force. I don't remember a specific example, it was very similar to the story from JR. 
I was eight and playing Fantasy Star 4. In this game, you need a special item, the Psycho Cane. That rocks. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. I need the Psycho Cane. Let me grow old and have a Psycho Cane, please. <laughs> Psycho cane, is that what you use when you go sicko moon? Um, That's right. Anyway. <laughs> That's the weapon Scaby- psychopaths, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, in this game, you need to use a special item, the psycho cane, to remove the boss's barrier so you can do more than one HP of damage per hit. Me, being eight, completely forgot about needing to use this item. Reasonable. And then again, being eight, I decided that it must just be that hard. So I grinded from level 20 to level 70. I had a knockdown drag out fight until I was depleted down to everything but the psycho cane. I don't oh. think I could ever repeat the sinking sensation I felt upon realizing that there was a much, oh much easier way to do this. Oh my God. <laughs> no, whenever I was under leveled uh, uh-huh. or like at the right level where it's still challenging in a Japanese RPG as a, as a younger person, I would just grind endlessly until I was way over leveled and the game was a breeze. Like yeah. it, that was what I assumed you were supposed to be doing miserable. as a child. Miserable. Yeah. It makes a game so unfun. I, I love it, but it's miserable. Yeah. Um, Robert wrote in with a very similar story, but different different genre. I have a game experience I don't think anyone else has had. In Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, I played nearly the entire game without realizing there's a really important alternate fire mode on the pistol. Splinter Cell is a game mostly about stealth and not about killing dudes. So I remember trying to stealth my way through things, excuse me, without getting into combat whenever possible. But I would occasionally use the pistol to take out a camera here and there. It wasn't easy, but I was doing a pretty good job at getting through the levels, even if some took a few tries. Until an area towards the end of the game. There's a camera that is protected by a cage, so you can't shoot it. In a thin hallway uh, with no cover. Getting spotted was a game over, so there was so there must be something I was missing. I spent hours trying every gadget I had in this cre- in this creepily red hallway with that one infuriating camera. Maybe there's an alternate route. Maybe I can shimmy under it. Maybe controller port two. <laughs> Finally, I gave up and googled the solution, which was people saying to use the pistol. But I had tried that. You can't shoot the camera. Turns out what you can do is use the alternate firing mode on the pistol, which turns it into an EMP. The EMP would take out the electronics that you aimed out for a short time, letting you get past cameras or laser grids or what have you. Any other time I had encountered those in the game, I had found an alternate route or shot the camera. <laughs> it was both exciting and also infuriating to discover that I had missed this very useful, useful, useful tool for the vast majority of the game. There, there would never be a scenario where a well-respected game critic would get through the majority of a game, beat it, <laughs> review it, and like not find major gameplay features along the way that would make sections a little bit easier. That's mean. Rage was Rage's fault. Okay? Exactly. I didn't fuck up. Rage fucked up. What about Control? Was Control the other one? Yeah, that was... Control. Shit, I had a right? perfectly valid experience with Control. I Some just didn't the look. They were put. They were optional side missions. Uh huh. And <laughs> Jesse Faden takes care of her people. She's a conscientious director, and she's like, "I am going to deal with the hiss, and then I'll deal with all this other stuff later." And so I just went and I took care of business using yeah. a few basic powers, and. Yes, uh, it turns out there were some other tools in the tool belt, but Rob, I can't remember. And I know astrology is fake, but are you a Virgo? I am a Leo. Mm, that also makes a lot of fucking sense. sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to summarize this next one from Drew and and Drew's friend Zach. Uh, the long and short is that they had a very similar issue with uh, Bloodborne as Tina did with Demon Souls, um, except the thing that happened is you, you know there's that werewolf at the beginning of yeah. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Well, yeah. uh, after that, you you go out past the I guess I guess do you come back and fight the wolf? I don't I don't remember exactly. But No, the uh, wolf is gone when you I thought like the, I thought the wolf was gone too. So maybe I, I I suspect that they're misremembering this part of it. But you go out into the world and end up fighting people. Um and the thing is you're supposed to do that with weapons, but they didn't pick up weapons from from the hunter's dream. You pick your weapon from like one of these little messenger guys. They give you one of the first three starting weapons. And so they played for hours just going around with just the fists, <laughs> swinging fists at people. Oh, which, god damn. It's a rough one. That's, That's a rough one. That's it turns so out it? from from uh, Drew and Zach, this is great a great sentence. It turns out that you are not, in fact, supposed to play the beginning of the game over and over for almost two hours with just your bare fists. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it turns out. Um, what's fascinating about these stories and the one that I, I didn't, you know, we got the one about Fantasy Star. Yeah. That one made a lot of sense to me because, and then the, the the Splinter Cell one, I was actually kind of taken aback when we got to, and finally I gave up and Googled the solution. Right. Just because that's like such the the disconnect between some of these stories is you anything that you think you're doing wrong, if you just type that phrase into Google, you'll find someone else that like ran into that same yeah. issue. Whereas back in the day, there just wasn't, you know, that's why like Nintendo Power was rad every month when they had like the maps that you could pull out. It would out say, and, make and sure to at. use the Psycho Cane. I mean, Nintendo Power <laughs> one because Fantasy Star 4 is a Genesis game. But, you know, the a magazine, whatever. I just want to make sure well, I don't get my facts you had to wait for them right. to highlight it. Maybe right. it wasn't, totally. what, what, they, they like usually just one strategy guide per month. Do you know the X-Men yeah, one? Tricks. Do y'all know the X-Men Genesis game thing? Oh my God. It's brilliant and and cruel. So oh, I have. Oh, I've. Okay. If, yeah. If you don't know this, this but I, I know it. So know it. the the X Men Genesis game, the the premise to the story, if I'm remembering right, is that um, I want to say I want to say Professor X has been kidnapped, but maybe that comes later. But a virus fucks up the danger room and locks the X Men in the danger room, and you have to try to push through the danger room. And uh, go through a bunch of different, like you know, greatest hits of X Men fights um, and, and and stuff like that, um, and uh, eventually you know free yourself from it, and then and then get on to uh, Astro M and fight Magneto and blah 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 blah. However, there is towards the end of the game, I want to say it's after you beat Mojo's world. Um, you beat Mojo, you destroy a computer, and then it says in uh, just in like black. Or white text on a black screen. It says reset the computer. Um, I think maybe maybe it actually says Uh-oh. that on a screen inside of the inside of like in the level even. And you go like okay, like I'm like swinging. I'm gambit swinging my iron rod. I'm, nothing is resetting. How do I reset the fucking computer? And what you have to do is hit the reset button on your Genesis, which uses a trick of the way RAM works on the Genesis to reboot it. And it has like a unique restartup thing that looks like a cool hacker thing is happening. Whoa. Um, and you end up you end up back in the danger room, and the danger room has been broken from this like Eat virus. Your fucking thing. heart out, Kojima. Uh, um, yeah, it, it <laughs> absolutely it rules. Um, and the thing the thing is as it was, that uh, in more than one case, I've heard people say that they to reset it, they hit the hard switch instead of hitting yeah. the reset button, no. um, which means that <laughs> it, 
Yeah, right, which is fair. I linked you the thing, too, so you can see. So, yeah, you're just standing around as Professor X is talking on screens. And at the top of the screen, it says, reset the computer now. And you get, like, a matrix binary green and, and you know, black screen. Oh, uh, virus program suspended. It's, it's sick. It's really sick. However, if you were eight, how would you know what that meant or yeah. what to do? No. Well, especially when like Fuck. resetting the machine means losing progress. Right. There's like, no a, a lot of games didn't even have password right. systems. Right. So you were just like, do that two hours over again. Uh, have and that game was hard. A- That's a hard video game. That's no how, turtles uh, in time. How does this work in emulation? I guess like they must emulate. You can emulate with- a soft reset versus a hard reset. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've done it in, in emulation. Now that I think about it, I can think of myself I just- on a desktop playing that. With like uh, you know on on uh whatever the Genesis emulator was you know as a teenager. <laughs> Note to self: Patrick tried to track down whoever programmed this. And it's a good the idea. Game. What, yeah, a, what a idea. monster! Honestly, Hideo Kojima. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, who wants to take the next one? Um, well, I haven't done this. I don't know if anyone has uh, done it. Okay, uh, let me look. Go for it, Kita. Never have I ever hurt myself while playing a non-VR game. I, uh, from Brian, they write, I injured myself playing uh, SNES as a kid. I'm sure it has happened with VR, Wii, etc., but probably not too common with standard console gaming. I went off a jump in the Port Town map in F-Zero. When my car jumped a gap, I also jumped and tipped backwards in my chair and cut my head open on the desk behind me. <laughs> I probably <laughs> I probably should have gotten stitches. I'm so sorry. Brian, I'm, I hope you're okay. Ugh. I hope that's I mean I have I have an answer to this but it it doesn't really count it kind of counts it's not VR uh what was it it's a DDR I I've definitely twisted a fucking ankle wearing socks on a too slippery DDR pad and just gone down (laughs) uh when I played DDR a lot in my teenage years um but that's not really in the the spirit of the of the never have ever I feel like yeah, this is about games that don't require you to use your physical you're, body, you're, I yeah, feel like. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> think I ever really did. Looking I, think, for. I, think yeah, I, I have been, I mean, when the Switch came out, my reaction was, oh, goody, I can actually play games lying down completely horizontally now, which is how <laughs> I wanted to play games for like my whole life. <laughs> so um, I just like a, not a lot of physical motion on playing things. <laughs> like, on your back or on your stomach? On my back covers over my head, like the screen. I'm holding it so right you just here hold to cover it. Don't your arms up. get fucking exhaust? Like that sounds yeah, like they do. And then you roll over, <laughs> so you're leaning on your arms like this, <laughs> right? And then you roll back once that's uncomfortable. You just keep rolling exactly. You just kind of become a burrito in the blankets. There, it's kind of nice. <laughs> we found. By the we way, d- the toasted cheddar chalupa just looks like oh it. God. Like it is really still looking good. at you. Don't you get talk about Taco Bell. It's gonna make me want to eat Taco Bell. Well, just we did very quickly thoughts. just find one of the designers on the X-Men Genesis game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Straley, who you might know as the director of Uncharted 2, Last of Us, Last of Us Left Behind, and Uncharted 4, which is <laughs> a weird <laughs> professional arc <laughs> to have. Uh, we should very funny. put a break in here, actually, I'm just realizing. Uh, we should take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We're only doing like Here in the last minutes. 10 minutes of the podcast. Uh, we got 20. We got 20. <laughs> I got to put the yeah. mid-roll somewhere. So we'll, yeah, I got you. We'll be right back. Hold up. 
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we are back with a little bit more. Never have I ever 2020 video games holiday edition. Rob. So never have I ever. And admittedly, some of the reason for this is I have never gotten comfortable enough with Excel or Google Sheets to really <laughs> uh-huh. be like my language for organizing shit is going to be spreadsheet. Like generally I am a uh, where did I put my moleskine? Uh, but if mm. like but also there, it's very rare that I'm so far in that I want to do this. Never have I ever made a spreadsheet for a single player game. I want to tell you all about a video game called Tokimeki Memorial Girl Side. <laughs> what? <laughs> should Let's I Google go. this or should I just let the. What do you think you it is? T- let me. Let the, hold hold let on, hold throw. on, hold on, hold on. Rob, okay. what do you think it is? Sounds like a visual novel. It is. Absolutely is. It's a spinoff of a, from a pornographic boy-oriented visual novel. This is non-pornographic and for girls, so it's a bunch of it's a date one of um one of the it's not one of the first dating sims, but it's the first dating sim that a lot of people my age encountered because there were some very easily accessible English translations out for these games. Um, I just dropped a a fan site in here that I remember from when I played the game and consulted religiously. I will say it was less a literal spreadsheet because I am also not very adept uh, at at Excel than it was sort of like a drawing of a, a literal school schedule that, you know, in the game, you're in high school and you're going to classes and you have to raise your stats in order to appeal, become attractive to certain kinds of men. There's a bad boy. There Uh-oh. is um, there's a nerd guy. Yeah, problematic gender politics for sure. But I gobbled this game up with a fucking spoon. I was like 13 and very lonely. Uh, so... In, in order to do that, you have to schedule yourself like within an inch of your life in order to really get some of the rarer or more interesting characters to like you. I know for one character, if you're a bad boy, I always wanted to make my characters smart because the only thing ever people ever complimented me on as a child was being smart. So, uh, but um, I couldn't do that because the bad boy character would not would start to like you less if you got oh, good grades. Right. Yeah. So you, I would, you know, kind of just schedule out like, play around with different kinds of schedules to see what was the best way to min-max my school day in order to get different boys to like me and go on dates with me. They're very compelling games, I will say, although I got to say there's a mini game. These are for the DS. So there are, there are, I played them on a DS emulator on my computer, and there's a mini game that requires the touch screen. You have to make chocolate. And not only is it in Japanese, like the, obviously the people who made the ROM couldn't, tra- couldn't figure out how to change the graphic on the screen. So it would just say right and left instead of right and left in Japanese. Uh, the, the latency on that emulator was very, 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 very bad. So every year you just give horseshit chocolates to all your crushes and it's still haunting me. <laughs> <sighs> to date all the boys I just you, I looked up every single piece of information and like looked at every single walkthrough and then made a highly like 
stratified schedule of events, like particular dates where I needed to hit particular milestones. God. See, this is how I need to be approaching Persona, but I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Uh This ship primed me for Persona. Absolutely. Especially the part where you do everything right and then you still don't get a love confession at the end. What? For random reasons. Yeah, you could just end up you could just end up alone at the end of the school year, Rob. What? Yeah. Listen, it just be like that. You have to go on other dates with people other than the guy <laughs> that you're interested in to make sh- because if you don't do that, your guy will be less interested in you because oh you're just an God. unpopular weirdo. So, but if you do so that you and you leave the like, guys on too much, they will get angry at you. Jesus. And that if they get Exhausting. too angry, they will ruin so your reputation. You have to play it cool. But yeah. also don't be a tease. Like low-key, it's a great. horror game about how <laughs> awful it is to date as a woman. Wow. <laughs> in high school especially. Incredible. <sighs> um I, oh, I wait, hold like on. Should, yeah. This Taku Kamori figure seems sketch. Oh my god. <laughs> We're not Rob. I don't pick I don't your Tokomeki Memorial LP with Rob Zachney and Gita Jackson <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Why don't you scroll down to uh, the only hobby is cooking, but this hair, this hair, it's this person. Have you seen um, uh, Christopher Weatherfield, the the artistic guy? Tom Hilston. Oh, that's Tom Hilston. Oh, hello. Yeah, Christopher Weatherfield. He's he's the arty guy, but he's portrayed as like a, a, a you know lackadaisical American. You know how Americans are always. Really? Because uh, he looks so posh. Like, I expect this dude, like, he'd be like, hello, I, I created this equestrian painting for you. <laughs> this hey, is- quick question. Uh, there's another person here who likes cooking. Uh, Taku Kamori. Is he okay? What's up with Taku? This is the one I was like, this <laughs> Oh Taku my god, Kamori I forgot for the re-release of this I thought you meant game, Monoharu like- Masaki, who also is cooking and seems fine. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm no, not no, on the right No, this is a special time. bonus character for the re-release of this game on the three on the DS, uh, where they did, like, they do two releases of the game, the first release and the second release with a better art and new characters. So yeah. this guy is the special Hikokomori character. Okay. Yeah, like, sure. in order to be to get with him, you have to just remember to go to his house and give him you his like homework. You, like, bring his homework every day? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. sure. Yeah. Hey. So he d- uh, is having Why is he problems. holding his arm like he is, um, uh, fuck, which one is the detective? Is L, the, L is the detective yeah. in Death Note, right? I mean, he's almost definitely playing with the same tropes or touching on that. These are all anime archetypes that are yes, meant to apply yes. to things. The guy right above him, Taro Majima, he's just mm-hmm. like an abusive guy, but he's like that anime type of abusive guy where he like comes up to you and is like, I think you're a fucking idiot, you stupid bitch. And then the, your girl just like, wow, so manly. Swoon. Right. Swoon. Hobbies, yeah. spending time on his yacht. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Katsumi Shiba, you know, I'm just glad that there's an AU version of Guts from Berserk who <laughs> doesn't get traumatized <laughs> and just gets to get jacked with the boys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the best protagonist i actually think he's very sensitive and nice and like the whole plot line with him is like discovering his sensitive side what's cool about this game also is like you have these female rivals but if they get jealous of you for dating the guy that they want to date your goal is just to be nice to them for as long as possible until they accept that you know this person likes you back and they're like our friendship is too important I will. That is like the one thing I love about this game is this very very positive representation of female friendship Amazing. Yeah. Shiba seems to have joined the baseball team. Anyway, we're going to keep moving through this. Uh, does anyone else have one on this list that they want to jump to here? Um, 
I was distracted by the boys. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. You know what? There's a lot of them. Um, here's one. <laughs> Here's one that I like. There are a lot of there's a lot of them. You're right. Uh, this one uh, is from Michael. Oh my god! Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Rob. I'm very sorry. Okay. Um, I think I have never done this really. Never have I ever trained extremely hard to improve at a game. Hi, uh, my name is Michael. Uh, Doom Bongo everywhere else. Uh, I played Jedi Knight Academy a lot on release in 2003. After dueling dozens of players uh, over weeks on an, uh, on an often full server, I realized that one player, Bob, was better than any of the other players that I'd seen. I wanted to be great at dueling people with my lightsaber. I was 12 years old, and I asked Bob if he would be my master. It was, a typical, it was typical for better players in clans to have Padawans in the Jedi Knight games, and there were ranks much like a military. Clans Ooh. were taken very seriously, <laughs> God, and the okay. saber combat is a very complex system. Bob and I took training very seriously and would practice for several hours at a time. I would often play on a Saturday from 8 p.m. till 8 a.m., practicing what? training routines Bob designed for me. Did I would Patrick's often- mom vet this dude? <laughs> I don't think so. Nance? Nance? <laughs> I would often practice my lightsaber right swing input depth and accuracy by drawing a line over a graphical line on a wall. You could tell the difference between a lightsaber line made by just the tip, the goal, or more of the blade. Also, the camera was locked to the player, so moving the camera with your mouse would shift where the tip of the saber was at all times, even during an animation. I would soon uh, begin incorporating jumps and force jump delays, crucial difference, to change the timing <laughs> and manipulate the animation of my lightsaber by drawing the same line. I knew none of this. Uh, Bob guided me through the entire meta, their strengths and weaknesses. I sincerely spent months of in-game playtime over the course of a year glancing uh, dr- uh, uh, over the course of a year um, drawing over that glancing drawing over that line again and again, all in the pursuit of accuracy. Eventually, movement was included in tandem with obstacle courses, with several stormtrooper NPCs spawned motionless for me to strike. I got very good at flipping and spinning with my lightsaber, swinging just to get the tip clean through a player's head as they made the move. Headshots did the most damage, and the longer you could keep the tip of the saber inside their head, the more damage it would do. I want to be clear, I played this game a lot. That is like... Um, the longer meaning, did you keep it in there for 0.8 seconds or for two seconds? Because you're <laughs> going to kill if it's two seconds. And we're talking about tenths of seconds here. Right. Bob never spoke about anything outside of the game. I never learned their real name. I've never known anyone to take training with someone in Jedi Academy as seriously as I did with Bob. I won't be surprised to learn that they exist, but I'm sure there are very few. Here is here is a Wikipedia page. It's actually a JediAcademy.net page of the players Bob is associated with. And it seems to be... The Jedi Academy Aurochs, the official sports team of the Jedi Academy. These are <laughs> apparently shit. in-game, an in-game clan that took shit super, super, super Never serious. Never have I ever is just Patrick finding stories to work on in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Never have never have I ever taken stories from a podcast. No, I I'm doing it all the time right you now. You keep this doc. There's a lot of stuff Bob, in here we didn't get to. We gotta find Bob. We gotta bring him together. This is the most incredible story I've ever heard in my fucking life. I have to say that this goes. This is something that could could have been so nerdy to hear about, but is instead one of the coolest fucking things I've ever heard. My guy, you are, are a Jedi. You just are a Jedi. You became a Jedi. God, it's so. The fact funny. that this dude Bob. Just wanted to teach his craft and yeah. nothing else. Like, yeah. oh my sure. god, did Bob live like on a mountaintop monastery <laughs> and just like, like you were, like you were blessed, no, Michael. He lives like, in Bob doesn't speak to people, but yeah. new headcanon, Bob's Grogu. 
I don't think I don't think Bob was a Coruscant. I think I think Bob's too good for the Jedi Council. Oh, Bob yeah. left the Bob is actually a gray Jedi. Uh, I think that's right. no, stupid sure. that yeah. we all agree. But Bob is one of them. Bob yeah. left the Jedi behind to just go focus on uh, his saber work. Uh, he he thinks that there is purity in the in the duel and, and in in the sword work, but does not want to get caught up in council politics or any of this republic shenanigans right. stuff. Right. Um, for the first- Patrick, you Go ahead, Gita. The, for the next certain type, certain point of view book, we, we got to oh, write yeah. about Bob. We got to write about Bob. <laughs> Absolutely. What, what, what about Bob? You know, the famous uh, <laughs> comedy film. Uh, oh, hey, so I don't see funny. Bob listed here, so we're going to have to reach out. You're going to have to You dig. forward me this email, someone, and then I'm going to ask who Bob's username was, and we're going to okay. do some it's I will. This is digging. an incredible story. I'm forwarding uh, it to you now. For one Thank of the se- for the season of Apex Legends where they introduced Watson, I did actually download Kovacs and was like, I am determined to become better at first person shooters wow. because it's a type of game that Damn, interests nice. me, but I have never been good at playing. And I uh, had a bad social experience in Apex that made me stop playing Apex, but I did actually, I do actually think like it pre practicing with Kovacs made me better at Destiny when I finally picked that up. Like I can tell the difference yeah, from sure. playing Destiny about my accuracy and I, I like pay attention to where I'm standing and I'm like a lot better at aiming and just not immediately fucking panicking, which is what I do in shooting games mostly. Uh, um, I, I've never done the actual, ch- oh, go ahead, Kata. Oh, I just, uh, to, to uh, play off what Gita was saying, I used a different, I used aim lab, but like when we were starting to get into Valorant, like a lot, I, saw like streamers doing like a couple reps before their like uh games and i was like you know what i've never actually tried to see like what happens when you use these things and i saw a marked improvement in like the speed from just like doing a couple of like regular uh you know just like quick quick shot sort of uh exercises Mm -hmm. before actually going into the game itself if nothing else, it cemented my muscle memory for yeah. my my hand, arm, and wrist. So now I'm a lot better at placing the mouse cursor where I want it to be on the screen without even looking because I know what my hand is supposed to feel like. Totally. I did link for people who are curious. Uh, uh, Michael did include, please watch this extremely good video of the height of JKA lightsaber skills. Mm. And it is the most, uh, this video is from like 2011 or something. Legendary fragment aesthetic here. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. It's like someone in a spectator mode watching as people duel. Fuck, these are cool as hell though. They're Shit. cool as hell. They're very good at this fucking game. It's sick. Honestly. Yeah, this, this um, high key whips. It, <laughs> it really does. Uh, people are doing some wild backflips and shit. Revelation four. Uh huh. This you can find this video by searching for uh, Jedi Academy Revelation four. Um, and also Patrick, you should you should watch this video because it looks like there's a lot of usernames here. <laughs> yeah, there are, there's a there's a lot going. Uh, I'm about to, I'm scrubbing six minutes in. Some, <laughs> Taking notes. Patrick, just remember. A peek behind the veil. This is what journalism is. It's getting Michael a really and- good email and being like, hey, I wonder if I can figure out who all of these people are. <laughs> Michael uh-huh. entrusted us with a very important memory, and if the reality is not awesome, we should not. No, no, no. If, Bob, if Bob sucks, this stays here. This yeah. this will right. just be. You'll see this. You'll you'll see another part of journalism, which sometimes you have an idea which sounds like this is going to be the greatest story I've ever told, and then you get like five minutes into it, and you just go, 
Nope. Like we're just, <laughs> yeah. just walking away from this one. On second um, thought, no, thank you. On second thought, uh, gotta back off. What was I, this I, game? I've never. Uh, fo- when did this game? Do you not play this game? Games? No. This game was so good. Look, I, I played very few games. I had an N64. Yeah, yeah. Well into the PS2 era, like into the like. Um, I yeah, think like, Academy <laughs> came out on Xbox. It did. Yeah, no, that's never, correct. 2003. Didn't even have friends Absolutely. that had Xboxes. We were playing like okay, SNES well, games. I, I just mean shit. it was uh, the Xbox got like a weird <laughs> set of exclusives. Like, mm-hmm. like we were talking about this recently, Austin. Like, like Kotor only came out on yeah. Xbox, right? No PS2 um, version of that game. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, this game was sick as shit. I what why the that fuck? Was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so it was the fourth Third. game in the well, Third or fourth, fourth because Dark Forces, then Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight. Then Jedi Outcast, which is the end of the Kyle Katarn like trilogy. Well, I guess in, in Dark Forces the original, you don't get a you don't lightsaber, get a lightsaber do you? exactly. Right. Okay. But the okay. first well, one he, he hasn't discovered his force abilities yet. That's correct. Whereas in but in Dark Forces two, he gets he gets he and he discovers force. his family was killed because of their force sensitivity. Exactly. Like, the hey, yo, Disney, get just... someone to make a Dark Forces reboot. Dude, it's, no, it's already underway. You've been watching the Mandalorian. That shit's happening. I know, but I want to control an analog stick. <laughs> Give Patrick a lightsaber. Um, you do like one more, two more, yeah, one more. Yeah. Does anyone? What else jumps out here? If you're looking at these titles, um, I haven't that, done this one? next one that I just highlighted here, and I think this is fun. Okay, sure. go for it. Yeah, yeah, it is fun. Yeah, never have I ever created a mod for a game. I have been tempted sometimes to make Sims mods, but I have not actually done it. That's close yeah. as I've gotten. Uh, but Gabriel writes. Hey, Waypoint friends, it's long. Sorry, don't worry about it. I'm the premier modder for Modern Key Games, Neonstruct. I'm also the only modder in five years since its launch, which is a real shame because David Pittman, the game's developer, created and supported some pretty comprehensive modding tools for the game. If you hadn't played it, Neonstruct is an indie stealth slash immersive sim game from 2015 about a surveillance state, paranoia, and crouch jumping. <laughs> it's probably not even Minor Key's biggest game, but David released a detailed guide on how to mod it, and it caught my eye as someone who's always wanted to make games but never had the skills or perseverance. It also allowed modding in the sense that you could create a, uh, essentially create a complete game with the tools. Besides the restraint of having to use the existing assets, you can make your own levels, dialogue, missions, and string multiple levels together to craft a complete narrative experience in a way most modding tools don't let you. So I made a little uh, original story out of pieces cobbled together from Neon Struck's assets. Rave reviews from dozens of people that have played it. <laughs> it gave me the confidence to try and branch out and make something for, uh, of my own from scratch. That did never pan out. I'm still no programmer. But this tale is mostly to serve as a shout out to the game's creator for being so incredibly kind and patient in answering my zillions of questions over months. He personally tutored me through the whole process and even provided additional source code for my reference. If anyone's looking to mod a game but wants more control over the whole experience, I highly recommend looking into the Neon Struck modding. I'd love to see how other people take the pieces and put them back together to do their own thing. Haven't failed to make my own games in recent years. I'm thinking about getting back into modding Neon Struck too. My dozens of fans in the Steam Workshop await. This is a lovely, lovely, lovely story. (laughs) And I definitely want to check out these mods in this game. Also, Neon Struct is sick and people have slept on it and people should try it, especially if you're like are fans and you're like oh i'd love to play a uh independent cyberpunk immersive sim game um it, you know it's very simple in its in its visual design it's it's by uh minor key games who also made eldritch that kind of uh roguelite oh. um like cthulhu roguelike uh a roguelite years ago kind of first person uh game um uh, I, I like this game a lot and i did not know that it had such a vibrant mod tool set what a lovely and generous 
uh, developer also. Um, yeah, I know right? like, part of the reason why I was interested in modding for The Sims is that similarly, The Sims has a built-in infrastructure for putting mods into the game. And there is a section on the forum for simmers to collaborate with each other and ask questions of the devs in terms of creating and finishing their own mods. So that kind of community of support is so essential and it's so fun to watch games that truly embrace that and truly embrace that as part of the culture of their game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back with some additional content, I believe, later uh, in the week. <laughs> no idea what our schedule looks like at this point. It is what it is. Thank you to Two Mellow for letting us use uh, the track that we're using that I don't know the name of. It's late. This is the last thing we're recording on this day of recording. I know that earlier in a in a, one of the episodes, what we had said was we're doing them all in one day. Well, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to, like welcome to Waypoint. Um, uh, uh, I'm Austin. You can find me uh, at Austin underscore Walker on Twitter. Where can people find you, Kato? At a underscore Kato underscore appears. And I think the Two Mellow song is a Two Mellow original because it's just called End of Your Podcast Intro. So. Oh, Damn, what a cool one. name. <laughs> <laughs> Two Mellow Makes Bandcamp.com is the, the address to, to buy Mellow's music. Patrick, where can people find you? Uh, Bob can find me at Patrick <laughs> on Twitter. Bob, if you're out there, please. Can you <laughs> search for Bob? If Bob is a Waypoint listener and Bob <laughs> oh heard that God. story, he heard Bob's this, having a bad holiday. A single holiday. tear yeah. that goes down his face. Bob is like far from family, can't go home because of COVID. B Bob is like, is there anything that ties us together in the world? I used to believe in the force, Bob says <laughs> to himself. <laughs> And there he's was been reaching out through the forest for needed. so long, and yeah. finally, he's felt a connection. Uh, yeah. Bob is Bob is Luke in the Last Jedi. Yes. You know, he's yes. uh, <laughs> left his craft behind, but wants an, excuse to, wants an excuse to download it on Steam and yeah. train. The mouse train has covered Kato. over it three times. Shit. Oh, please, Kato, Hell you have yeah. to go work with Bob. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. Wait, you can still play? You can play this game on a modern machine right now. On a, on a PC? Oh, yeah, this game's Fuck. out. This game's like, this game, I think, is like dirt cheap. You should play these games. That's these games all up. rule. <laughs> I'm gonna these all play the ones? these games. Because <laughs> it's, it's been like Asper or whatever that's been like going yeah. back and like re-releasing yeah. all of these games like the last couple of years. Uh, this Man, game is 10 bucks. So this game is those 10 bucks. Hell yeah. The, the first of the, I, I think, you know, all said, you're probably looking at Let's see. Well, there's the complete the Jedi Knight collection is 1871. That's four yeah. games starting with the Doom like Dark Forces, and then it's what if what if you put lightsabers in Doom uh, in in Jedi Knight? Then it's like, hey, let's actually just make that its own fucking game, please. Yeah, uh, and that is called Jedi Knight uh, Two Jedi Outcast. Um, and then I guess actually it was that, and then another ten bucks for for Jedi Academy, which is the one that that has like the best saber dueling. It's like the one that was like we figured this out, we made right. it, we really. But also, like it. I remember, because um, that's the only one I didn't play. Yep. Because I feel Me like too. it was reviewed kind of mediocrely. Like the yeah, story, like, eh, the, the story sort of whatever. Loves it. The the multiplayer was so good that it still had a huge community. And I just like right. by the time I got to it, it was too late. Um, but the but the but yeah, I think all the Kyle Katar games rule. Um, you know, it was one of those one of those games that was very much like when you when you do the bad thing, you get to do force lighting. When you do the good thing, you could force heal. You know, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> taught us how the force works. We love that. Okay, uh, was it basically the same? Because I was like. I, because I remember, like, 
there's no famous like new games journalism piece about like yeah. uh, yes. that, but that was outcast. So is it the same system in Academy? Yeah, it's basically? all the same. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Like same, they, like they, they got three stances, three schools. I think that it got increasingly complex after Out- outcast and then Academy were the more complex ones. Jedi Knight is not as complex as, as, as all that. Though actually now that I think about it, you know what? No, Jedi, Jedi Knight, Knight is not complex. That, that, that I know. Like it's it's Outcast that introduces the idea of the styles. Multiple styles, multiple okay. swings. And like so you did have to learn, like, okay, if I do a heavy attack in this style, the animation will like be this. Yes. yes. And so immediately, because when lightsabers come in and uh Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight, it's basically like, yes, you can duel a little bit, you block a little bit, but the enemy characters are so fast that real yes. quickly you're like what if instead I just circle strafed uh-huh. and mm. cut them a lot, especially because I'm a light side Jedi and my powers don't do shit. But if <laughs> yeah. I'd gone the dark side tree, I can just fuck these dudes up. Yeah, totally. All right. We're going to wrap up now for real. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, did everyone say where they're from on the internet? I think. Did you miss Rob? Yeah, we got that. Rob Zachney on Twitter. I'm just, I'm hitting here. Add download <laughs> man raven software also made heretic 2 one of my all-time favorite games they made well. good games raven software made all the all these and they made heretic 2 which is just a mm, beautiful yeah. great game yeah we should be ready I by the they... time that the next safe point rolls around to have a jedi academy like <gasps> fucking duel off Duel-off. that would be a good late night yeah just like hey oh. one <laughs> just austin yeah. you, you and me we keep trying to make these shitty horror blocks work what if we Gone. do yeah done we're playing Jedi Academy playing Jedi with some Academy. sort of mod let that lets you. us do co-op. We all just become Jedi. No, yeah. let me pitch you what we do. We do Jedi Academy and we do an open rotating like fight club. And oh, it's, yeah. And it's just yes. like, it's just yes. nightclub fight club. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and fans can call in, or not call in, but can, can come into the game to, to play us and you get one chance to beat me or you, Patrick, <laughs> our, at our 4 a.m. bullshit uh, <laughs> overnight. Well, we're drunk on Coronas or whatever. (laughs) Better than Superman 64, in my opinion. Yeah. Man. Yes. Oh, yeah. Star Wars Jedi Knight Collection 2620. Hell yes. That's what I'm saying. Add to cart. (laughs) Boom. Add to cart. Those games are fun. I think some of these are on Switch, too. I believe it. I don't know. Here's an alternate idea. Yeah. We use that as a combat resolution system. For a Star Wars RPG, we do an RPG, sure. but then we have to go yeah. to Jedi yeah. Knight yes. to resolve the fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's tough because then your GM Fuck. has to be a pro because your GM has right. to be good enough. If only we knew get someone Bob. who was a pro GM. Yeah. No, he probably I mean, never tires of running sessions. I mean, someone who's a pro at Jedi Jedi Academy because they have to be able to to really characterize the different characters with their fighting style. Mm-hmm. They can't just win right. all the time. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like lose, get, but lose good, but lose good, make it fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, that's going to do it for us for real today. I hope everyone has a good remainder of the day and week, and we'll be back soon with more. Until then, fuck capitalism, go home.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Peace. Hey, Patrick, you ready to join the force? We've got switch codes for Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy in this email from March 20, March 20. What? Hell yeah. <laughs> wow. Hell yeah. Patrick, it's on. March, March 26, I had a new baby. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm yeah. the code wizard. But also, like, I, also I, I, in March, Patrick, Bob might be in there. Yeah, <laughs> Bob's friend code. Bob, he's like, I, man, I, you know, it's been a long time since I since I drew the blade, but I think with this new switch, you know, I, I don't play as much as I used again. Yeah, yeah. While right. you were playing Pokemon, right. I was studying the lightsaber. <laughs> the lightsaber, yeah. In Mandalorian, the Seeing Stone. That's, That's uh huh. Bob's coming. Bob's coming. <laughs> he's like. You know, I used to play so much, but, you know, my career really took off. Started getting all those acting gigs. I did in Fargo. Uh, God. All right. All right. All right. Peace, y'all. Have a good weekend, everyone. Night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye.